0: This is Team Business Podcast. Team Business uncovers the everyday entrepreneurs' why, how, and the road to now. With hosts Mike Fusco and Ray Ramirez. Join us to learn how game-changing founders act on their vision and build a team for success. And now, here are your hosts, Mike and Ray. Hi everyone, Uh, Ray and I are back here live with you on the Team Business Podcast. Today we're hosting Team Business number 21 and our
1: second live episode. So uh, exciting stuff, huh, Ray? Yeah, man. Um, I think we're dialed in for this. We're, mm-hmm. we're ready. Yeah, we're ready. Uh, what do you think of my mug, man? I like it. I like the schwags. We do have merch, guys.
0: By the way, claim your merch. Uh, yesterday, I don't know if, for those that watched, Ray and I had our first live episode. What? What? You, how do you think that went, man?
1: I think that was awesome. I, I uh, um, well, for our audience, obviously, uh, mm-hmm. our previous episodes have all been pre-recorded and. Yeah, all the good stuff that goes behind the, goes on behind the scenes in order to get that set up. But quite honestly, I loved it. It was uh, refreshing, and when it's live like that, it just it just I don't know. There's just more energy in it. This is fun. Yeah. Um, we haven't talked much about sports lately, like current sports. Not much going on unless uh, the draft's going on this week. Yeah, yeah. Who who are your Giants? Gonna Trevor
0: be? Lawrence. Uh, the Giants? I yeah. think they're looking at a receiver out of uh, Alabama.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know, man.
0: The Giants, I think they have a long way to go.
1: What, no playoffs this year.
0: It's all. I think it comes down to, to Danny Jones, you know.
1: Danny Dimes, more like Danny Nichols.
0: <laughs> hey, our main man Dave Carruthers, man, he's checking us out. There you go. Sweet.
1: Hey, Dave. Going Dave, on? you're
0: right, man. Sitting next to Ray, he was wearing his his crew neck yesterday. I <laughs> can't compete with the with the uh, V neck. You can't compete with the V-neck T-shirt look, you know. Hey,
1: I have some pythons here, baby. <laughs>
0: um, today we have a real special guest, Doctor Charles Red, coming from us from uh, is he in He's in Atlanta, right? He is Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia. Man, this is gonna be fun. Doctor Red, he's he has quite the
1: experience, huh, right? Yeah, no, he's quite the resume. He's a uh, b- variety of different certifications, um, ordained minister, adjunct professor, and he's got a doctrine. In, in transfer uh, transformational leadership as well um so what he specializes is is leadership coaching uh within the fortune 500 space and do we know in particular like which fortune 500s he's worked with in the past or
0: did uh, we,
1: uh he did, does have a, a list of them um, i i guess we'll talk to him about it. i don't know if we have the freedom to say or not uh i who he's working with but we can dive into that when we have him online yeah so he's also i mean he has
0: quite the background in um you know life coaching he's a he, he's an adjunct professor uh speaker he's a mentor
1: he has a uh, he, podcast series of his yeah. own as well called series by dr charles speaks yep dr charles speaks
0: so we're going to get into all that good stuff with with dr red and uh, we're excited to have him here today seems to me like you know i was reading over his resume and and kind of his experience and to me he got into like the coaching like long before it was trendy, you know? Like yeah. now it seems like coaching is like super trendy. Yeah. And like everyone wants to do it, you know, especially with the way that social media and, you know, LinkedIn and, and you can kind of promote yourself over different streams, but <clears throat> or channels, I should say. But I think Dr. Red, he was been in it long before. It was like the trendy
1: new new age thing, you know. Well, I mean, just based on his resume, he's been doing it for thirty-seven years. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah, is it definitely ahead of the curve, that's for sure. Yeah, man.
0: So that's some good stuff. Uh we'll just wait for Dr. Red to join us here.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Right. How about those Padres, man? They took they took the Dodgers out at, at the old uh the old Chavez ravine, huh? You see that that last game on Sunday night? I did not came back. Did you didn't watch. see
1: that? No, I did not watch. I'm not getting into the baseball just yet. I, was, I was, with Padres. It's got. I got to see how they're going.
0: Ray claims he's a Padre fan. You I know. am
1: a Padre fan, but it's like I've been just like the Cowboys let me down so many times. Jesus, I don't know about the letdown.
0: They've been done nothing to let you down. With they haven't been around, but uh,
1: yeah, man, they were down seven-one in the sixth. Well, the... I do, I do know this. The Cowboys are going to win the division this year. Okay, we're going to put a bet on that. <laughs> It definitely won't be the Giants. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> uh, like I said, Danny Jones, it comes down to the D. Jones, you know? <laughs> Danny Dimes.
1: Yeah, keep on banking on that.
0: We'll see what Danny Dimes can do. Uh, okay, so we're just waiting for Dr. Red to join.
1: Yeah. You know, right? He's got that Texas
0: is bigger type of uh,
1: attitude. Okay. Dallas, that's what you get. That's what you get when you're from Dallas. America's team, you know. <laughs> I actually lived in Dallas. Okay, so I could actually. I, I guess I'm not one of those Dallas Cowboys fans. That's from Denver. <laughs> I know. I used to live a few uh, a few miles away from Old Texas Stadium. So
0: yeah, I never understood. Like, I had a buddy I grew up with who, well, I actually didn't grow up with him, but I went to college with him. Guy from New Jersey who was a Seattle Seahawks fan. I mean, how does that happen? Like, when did you even get to watch the Seahawks grow? You know,
1: great marketing, I guess, right? Come on, man. The Seahawks? Of course. I and I'm gonna say this in your team online as well. But you know, I I'm i g I'm I'm guilty of the, the great market. I when I was in the eighties, the Showtime Lakers, I was living in Texas and I love the Lakers. Yeah, but that's different because like the Lakers, you can
0: no matter where you live, they were on TV. Yeah.
1: Because right.
0: they were the they were, you know, they're a great team, they're a great franchise, they were a dynasty. But the Seattle Seahawks, yeah, when you yeah. grew up in New Jersey in the eighties and nineties. I mean, no one knew who the – I mean, he didn't watch
1: the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, small market. Like, how are you going to – I mean, come on, dude. Like, you had the Jets or... and
0: the Giants. You had the Eagles even south if you ne- if you wanted to watch them. You know, that you had the NFC East, uh, the Seahawks. I mean, I just never understood that. So, hey, Dix, if you're watching – and by the way, his name is Matt Dix. I'm not trying to use uh, false language on our – or poor language on our cast. <laughs> Dix, if you're watching, uh, calling you out, dude, on the Seattle Seahawks. Dr. Red, uh, waiting for him to join. We're at ten thirty-two.
1: Take a look. Let me touch base. Yeah, let's
0: see if he got the new link. Got all my notes here, man. Ready to roll. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, uh, I think I told you, but the Padres—they were down six-one or no seven-one in the sixth inning. Came back and beat the Dodgers in eleven.
1: Gotta love that. Eight-seven. Yeah. Gotta love that. Yeah. Too bad they couldn't do that when they're they're here in San Diego. Well, yeah, well, baby, wins the win, right? Of course, the guy Tatis is a real deal.
0: He can kind of do it all, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, Doctor Doctor Charles in the house. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. I love it. There we go. Doctor Charles, how are you? Oh, there we go. There we go. I there brought we you go. On.
0: Let's give Doctor Charles a little time here.
1: Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Perfect. Now we have you. How are you doing? Excellent. Well, I switched from
2: iPad to laptop, so that worked better. iPad wasn't getting me to you guys. I wasn't seeing you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Charles. We really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure.
2: I've been looking forward to it and having a great chat with you guys and your audience. Um, I'm excited. So good deal.
0: Yeah, yeah. uh, We've been on a little bit We've been on for about five minutes we kind of told our audience a little bit about your background and your experience and gotta say man you have an impressive uh impressive background in in, yeah. in the field that you're in and we're we're really glad you took some time today to, to talk to us Absolutely. so uh yeah to, just to start off do you want to tell us a little i mean we like i said we ray and i explained a little bit about your background and and what you do but do you want to tell us a little more and maybe tell our audience a little more about about your field of work and and what you focus in?
2: Absolutely. You know, uh, if you can envision a triangle, I'll start on the left side of that triangle and then I'll go to the right side. Uh, The left side, I've spent the bulk of my whole career in uh, leading teams, coaching teams, managing teams for some great companies. And, um, you know, I've had the pleasure of impacting a lot of individuals and helping them succeed in their career. Uh, It's just been a wonderful experience in doing that. Um, On the other side of that triangle, uh, I have written a book called Don't Stop Now, which uh, is a personal journey and gives an account of leadership and teamwork and all of that kind of stuff. And then uh, what I'm really passionate about is uh, the life coaching and mentoring, Uh, the life coach piece. It really is focused on helping people really uncover their purpose for life and their passion. We all have something of value to offer. And I just believe not everybody has uncovered that. So I've come alongside of them as a life coach and help them look with inside themselves, asking them powerful questions and getting them to see the vision and, and set a goal and get alongside of them and encourage them and hold them accountable. So I really enjoy that part of it. The mentoring aspect of it is really helping uh, people navigate through their career uh, through certain, whether it's personal, whether it's business, I get a chance to pour in and uh, give some experience insights.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. Before I get to Ray's question here, can you just tell us a little bit you now what type of clients you serve or who you, I know that you have a lot of experience with Fortune 500 executives, but is that your main focus or is that? have you kind of broadened from that now?
2: The bulk of my experience and clients that I serve are from the corporate scene, because that's where I spent over 30 plus years in. And I've had the pleasure of meeting some great people and amazing people. Now, in addition to that, what I've been able to do through LinkedIn, and that's how I met you guys. I have been reaching across America with like-minded folks, and I have had the opportunity to go on the Uh, college campuses virtually and talk to juniors and seniors. I've had the opportunity to speak to uh, church community leaders, as well as corporate leader and small business leaders. And What I have found is that there are some amazing things that are happening in spite of the times we live in today, that people are really taking this time and doing some reflection and doing some thinking about what they can do better and what changes they can make. So that on the other side of this pandemic, they can get off to a brand new, brand new start. And that's the great thing about it. So my audience and my platform and clients has expanded over this last year because I have really been in touch with some great people across the country. And for that matter, uh, across the world.
0: That's awesome. Perfect. So you really used some this time to, to, to move forward and, and even on. make connections with people that maybe you wouldn't have met before. Absolutely. That's great. Thanks for answering that question.
1: Absolutely. Well, uh, well uh, and and, and uh, should we uh, reference you, uh, Dr. Ch- uh, Charles Redd or D- uh, Charles? Or how, how would you like us well, to reference you? I've been you, called
2: many names before, but my <laughs> <laughs> my
1: brand name would be yeah. uh, Dr. Charles. He- mm-hmm. Dr. Charles. Yes. Perfect. Yes. Yes. So, doctor, so can you tell us a little more about your background, where you're from, uh, where you studied, and kind of like what molded Dr. Charles to get to in the career path you're on now.
2: Absolutely. I I live here in the Atlanta, Georgia area. I've been here some 20 years now, but I'm originally from that great state of Michigan up north there. That's where I was born and raised in the Detroit area, attended uh, one of the best schools or the best high school in Detroit, Cass Technical High. Uh, I extended my career by staying in the state of Michigan and attending Western Michigan University, which is uh, just about the halfway point from Detroit to Chicago. I received my bachelor's degree in communication, that is interpersonal communication and a minor in business administration. After I completed that, I went into the corporate world and then I pursued my master's in management and supervision. And uh, that was at the Central Michigan University, that's Mount Pleasant, Michigan, about in the middle of that uh, state of Michigan. And um, you know, I never stopped learning. I always tell people I mentor, never give up on learning. So therefore I continued my education uh, and I went a little bit south of Michigan to Ohio, a school by the name of Ashland uh, University. And I got a second master's in religious studies. And then some years later I returned back to Ashland and I completed my doctorate in transformational leadership. When you add up all of that, uh, that's about 12 years uh, beyond high school of uh, continuous education. Well, why is that so important? I remember as a kid, and uh, I was about eight or nine years old, my grandmother was a teacher, my auntie was a teacher, and uh, and so I kind of emulated them. And I remember bribing the kids in the neighborhood to come over to my aunt and grandmother's home and I would teach them in the basement. And the way I bribed them was I went out and bought candy bars. And so if they showed up, I'd give them candy bars after they listened to me. So I knew something with <laughs> was there from an early age and in playing school, then eventually it led me to go to school obviously and do well and be able to give back. And I served as an adjunct professor as well in, in teaching business subjects, teaching salesmanship. And so teaching is my heart. And so I have this tendency of wanting to give back and help grow. And that's really the essence of what I've been doing my whole career.
1: Perfect. And I, I think I caught somewhere in one of your podcasts. I was listening You're um as far as your parents go, what, what was when your, your parents a minister or? Yeah, my yeah. grand
2: my my grandfather was a uh, pastor, and then he became what yeah. they called presiding elder. So he was like an overseer of several churches. My grandmother was a music teacher, and uh, you know, so it just runs in the family, so to speak. Uh, and my sisters, I have three sisters; they all have been involved in uh, teaching uh, and in some administration work. And so we just enjoy it and uh, we get a chance.
0: Yeah, yeah, you guys, that's that's awesome. I mean, just to give back and, and help others. That seems like your family, that's what you guys are built around. And I want to talk a little bit about Dr. Charles Speaks. Yes. And, um, you know, just the, kind of the origin of the company and, you know, maybe a little bit of the story behind how you found that company. Uh, what inspired the creation and, and how you came up with the name. Well I mean, Dr. Know. Charles, obviously that's you that's you, but you know.
1: <laughs> well, you <laughs> know when had to be
0: a start yeah. to that brand.
2: It took yeah. a while to uncover what really my life mission, vision, and purpose was going to be all about. You know, sometimes we hear the expression. Uh, being a jack of all trades and a master of none. Well, I had my hands in a lot of different things and it wasn't until later on in life, I really uh, uncovered that my mission on earth is really to add life purpose through teaching and growing others. So that's, that's really been the, the output of what I want to do and what I choose to do and what I'm passionate about doing. So in doing that, uh, I'm developing leaders and that's the whole point is that um, to help leaders and and by helping them uncover their what? Full potential. That's so important. And that's through transformational leadership. We have to take ownership of what it is that we are called to do. I simply believe everyone on this earth has something of value to offer. And, and, And so as a leader and helping them transform themselves and realizing that they too have something to offer and to live a life of significance, while leaving a generation a legacy for generations to follow. So my job is really to motivate and to teach and to inspire others to live a life on purpose. So I'm a speaker at, at uh, when I think about my beginning, uh, my life in speaking to people. I was 17 years old and uh, I was attending a church service and it was a youth service. And the uh, speaker for that hour, Uh, got cold feet, and didn't show up to the speaking uh, program, what have you, and the uh, coordinators uh, came to me, and and they said, uh, uh, Brother Charles, uh, uh, we don't have a speaker, and we need somebody to fill in, and you're it. Now, granted, I was not prepared in my mind, and uh, for somebody to come at me at the last minute like that was terrifying, but uh, I was able to uh, get through that Situation, and what that revealed to me was that there was something within me uh, that others recognized, and that it came to the surface. And I never looked back since. So, Doctor Charles speaks is really about opening my mouth and, and giving what I have and what I've learned, so that others can grow and do likewise too.
0: That's awesome. I think that uh, one thing that you know we focus on on team business because a lot of our audience. Tends to be small business owners, entrepreneurs, people that are starting, maybe finding ways to to gain traction within their business and themselves, uh, and I think a lot of them face challenges. And I, I know that you know as as business owners and leaders, I think people tend to they have a skill or they have a a certain trade that they're great at, but maybe you know building the business and starting from the bottom is something that not many people. You can't study it, you know, and you don't really know how to. Some a lot of people don't. They kind of have to do it as it comes. With Doctor Charles speaks. Had, did you have any challenges you faced in in setting up your company and uh, starting from the from the ground up? Absolutely. And also, uh, yeah, I also want to know one other thing for, for our audience is, what are the biggest challenges you find your clients face in growing as a leader and becoming a leader to their organization?
2: Let me start there because that hit a spot. Yeah. Uh, the the realization is that we are one individual when we go into business, we have this vision, we have this plan, we set our goals. The key to being successful, in my opinion, is that now that you have set the vision, it's like putting together a puzzle. And so there is, the reality is, is that in of ourselves, we cannot do it alone. The reality is that you can work, but only so many hours a day, so many hours a week, and so we must have an eye for the resources and the, 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 the people that bring the creativity, the folks that have the insight that perhaps we don't have. And when you're able to tap into those, then you come up with a list of powerful questions, questions that are going to get some of your answers so that you can go confidently into your business and realize that, you know what, I'm not in it alone. Just like I've reached across the world in connecting with like-minded folks, I have been giving advice and I have been receiving advice because everyone has something of an expertise that they like to talk about and and you're able to exchange. One of the valuable lessons that I've learned, and and I've repeated this over and over, we can either live and learn or we can learn and live. And living and learning is, is is taking on the mindset of i'll just go along as life deals me the cards that i'm dealt but learning and living is about really understanding uh, where uh, the people are that can give some insights because i believe in everybody's life we should always be looking up to somebody that has more insight is more smarter more experienced than us and then someone who's on a more horizontal plane that can help encourage us and and uh, work with us along the side And then there's one that we want to reach back who has the uh, potential and has the energy and the zeal but lacking some experience, so we want to pour into them. So any one of these three scenarios we can be a part of and play a role in, but when you look at it and you stand back and look at it, you're learning from each particular asset or facet of the experience. And so I would say to individuals is that Don't look at it that you're in it by yourselves. We're not having to reinvent the wheel, but simply make it better and we can learn from each other because we're going to learn from our own mistakes. We're going to learn from other people's mistakes. But then the wisdom that comes from that learning is going to get us on the correct course to be that much more successful and impactful as we make our way along life journey.
1: That's Excellent. Thank you. That was a great answer. So, uh, uh, Dr. Charles, I know that with, within your publications online and whatnot, uh, I've seen you focus on an acronym called MVP. Now, MVP, and what I've seen, it stands for mission, vision, life purpose. Yes. Can <laughs> you dive into that for well, us? Well, you know, for our audience.
2: I touched a little bit on that earlier, but you know, the whole point is that when you have a mission, uh, a passion, it you know, someone said it this way. You either got to go to work or you get to go. And you have uncovered your passion. You don't need an alarm clock to get you up. You're always thinking you've got your iPhone making notes. You're always dreaming. You're thinking about what it is that's next. But when you got to go, you you might be looking at how many more hours I have before the day is up. Uh, You know, at the end of the day, that's it. I'm throwing away the keys and I'm not going to look into the office until the next day. The point is, is that when you're on a mission, and I equate this to the um, entertainers or athletes, or, you know, you think about uh, the famous athletes. They started when they were young. They sold out to their passion. They practiced all day. They ate properly. They ran and exercised. They 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 became very good at what they do, and they sold out to it basically, right? scouts come along and they say, wow, you have potential. You have something that we want to explore and want to help you expand more. Well, I just simply believe you and me and everyone else, we have something that whether people have told us that we're good at, whether uh, we've uncovered it ourselves, whether it's along the family line, uh, but whatever that is, the mission should be designed and set where you're going after that very best thing because that will open the door for you to do even more for the dreams that you have you can explore more when you look at the athletes they may have got to the NBA or or you know they may be of the best of the best but then they earn so much that they open up other things that they like to do yeah. and that's what you and I we can right. do that but it, guess what it starts with the very thing that we do well and you build that and you go out and you make that become the way to open the doors for you down
1: the road. That makes sense. Yeah, it's great. Definitely. Love it.
0: Love it. I think, you know, we don't want to take too much of your time. We, we schedule these for a half hour. So, uh, you know, again, thank you for, for taking the time with us. A couple feel good questions we'd like to ask yeah. kind of before we, we wrap up. But um, can, by the way, can you see the, the graphics that we put on the screen during the podcast? Uh I don't. No, okay. When you were talking about central Michigan, I put up a Go Chips. <laughs> a Go Chips graphic. I know that's oh I see it. Water, I see right? it now. Yes, I did. I did. <laughs> oh, you see it? Yes, okay. I okay. 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 Uh, so Dr. Charles, I mean, this is um I mean to me, as you stated, 17 years old, you had to get up in front of a church and speak kind of off the, you know not not ready to speak and maybe not prepared but you haven't looked back since so this question is going to be maybe a tough one for you to answer because it seems to me like you're in the perfect career and you're doing what you've, you you know you're best at and, and kind of naturally yeah. what you're great well i mean it looks like you're in the yeah. Right mission <laughs> yeah in the mission and you know but if you weren't doing what you're doing the question is what would you what what career would you have pursued well, was there anything see- else that may- Oh, it is? That's okay. easy. Okay. So it's easy my favorite
2: sport is um, baseball. And growing up in Detroit and being a follower of the Detroit Tigers, there was a uh, play-by-play announcer by the name of Ernie Hardwell. And um, yep. I used to listen to him on the radio versus watching TV because I liked him and he gave great stories and he kept you involved in the game. And he fooled me for the longest. He uh, a foul pop-up would 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 uh, take place, and he would illustrate it by saying that so and so from Pontiac, Michigan caught the foul ball. Now, and I never figured out how did he know they were from Pontiac, Michigan, but he but that's what he did. So I would be a play-by-play baseball announcer, and uh, that would be uh, my my job in explaining the play and entertaining the audience. Uh, and you know, I so em, emulate him all the time. He's gone on since, but
0: um, yeah, announcer. yeah. A lot of the guys, you know, back, you know, guys like uh, obviously, you know, the guys in, in LA, um, yeah. Vince Gully yep. and Harry Carey out of uh, Chicago, Harry yep. Carey <laughs> out of Chicago. I grew up watching Scooter from with the Yankees, yeah, even though he was kind of funny. Yeah. But, <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, it's just there's so much personality in it, mm-hmm. you know, and uh. You know, I just think that it takes such a skill, man. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean you hit
1: it right on the head. It's the, the story. the beginning the beginning to tell a story and keep the audience captivated by it. It's a is talent of its own. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. But
0: so that kind of leads us to the next question, which is um, actually, let's talk about the sports question first. Then we'll ask them the real. <laughs> then we'll ask the hard one to end it okay. up. So we like to talk about sports on team business. You know, Ray and I are big sports fans. We think that a team in business, you know, Assembled just as a team in, in your favorite sport, you know, there's people play their roles and everyone has their mission and whatever it may be, but, uh, where do you still watch the tigers? Is that still your favorite game to watch? Is baseball you know still your the favorite sport?
2: Tigers and the Atlanta Braves. Those are the two because you, you remember back, uh, in the nineties, uh, and yep. part of the yeah. the Braves had won 14 straight divisional titles. They've only won the world series once. Uh, and, of course, yep. in 90, 1996, uh, the yep. Braves could have gone up three games to 0, but uh, that pivotal third game changed uh, on a relief pitcher. I won't call his name, but he came in and gave up that three-run homer to the uh, former catcher. Uh, I can't think of his name. Lyrics, I think his name
0: was. But Yeah, Jim Lyrics. Uh, yep.
2: You know, 14 years of watching the Braves uh, and those uh, four starting pitchers, you know, Glavin, Smoke, Pragmatics, yeah, uh, wow. but I'm in a tough yeah. situation with Detroit Tigers now because they've been rebuilding for the last five years, and um, is, this hasn't gone well. So hopefully,
0: <laughs> but the Braves, <laughs> hey, they made yeah. the
2: playoffs last year, so I plan on going to the yeah. game
1: here shortly.
0: Yeah, they're they're young too, right? Mm-hmm. Young and oh yeah, I got some good players, man.
1: Well, uh, last question, if you good question we have, uh, Doctor Charles, it's a good one. It's a- probably make you think about it a little bit, is uh, what would your life partner would say that they would like the most and least about you?
2: Oh, the first one's easy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, you know, the most I would say in that case would be, I'm a sincere, generous person. I like to give. I'm a giver. And that's that's a good thing. Uh, we need more givers in the world. Uh, the other part, wow. You just got to look in the mirror, right? And uh, <laughs> like it is. Um, hmm. My significant others and, and some close friends would say, you know, one thing about Charles, he's going to tell it like it is, is not always going to have honey on it. It's going to be
1: uh-huh. right
2: down main street and it, it might taste bitter, but it gets better down the road.
1: So, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Constructive one. feedback, right? <laughs> right? Constructive criticism. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's well, awesome, man. So, let me ask you this. Yeah. How for the people watching in our audience and those you're you're reaching out to, how how do they get in touch with you? What's the best way to reach out to you for your services and to speak to you further about, you know, the expertise that you provide? Yeah,
2: I would say go to the website uh, red with two Ds uh, dot com. Go there, uh, reach out to me through LinkedIn. That's a great way. I've, I'm on there all the time and talking to a lot of folks. Those would be the two ways. And then, you know, check out my book. You know, that's a it's a really uh, great read, And not because I wrote it, but it's because I really am transparent. You know, I have failed many a times, and I think people need to hear that and and realize that in failing, we can be either paralyzed or we can even give up on trying but I've taken from the excerpt of one of my mentors, John Maxwell, a great leader, guru. guru, And he says, you know, um, if you're going to fail, let's fail forward. What do you mean by that? Well, let's uh, accept what happened and let's keep it moving and learn from our mistakes and and, uh, continue life. So that's what don't stop now means. No matter where you're at on life journey, don't you ever give up on your dreams. And I share a little bit about uh, those detours that I took in life. But now I feel I'm in a good spot.
1: So where, where couldn't they find your, your book? You could get it at
2: uh, Barnes Noble, Amazon. That would be a great start. Those two places uh, you can order Perfect. your book. And, uh, uh,
0: you know. Excellent, Dr. Charles. Perfect. That sounds like a great read. And I think something that as we wrap up here that I take away majorly from our conversation, and I think our audience would agree, is what you said earlier is that you're not in it by yourself. You know, And that, could, that can go t- towards a lot of things in life. Uh, But especially in business, you know, we speak to a lot of small business people and and owners. And I think you get the feeling a lot of times that they do feel like, you know, maybe they're in it by themselves and and they're not putting the right people around them to maybe make up for some of the shortcomings they have in in running their business or where where their expertise may lie. So that's something that you said that really resonates with me. And uh, I think our audience can take that away today from this from this conversation. Absolutely. Uh, Right. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. To reach out for, you know, for help, reach, don't, don't, don't be afraid to ask for help either, right? Don't be afraid to delegate and, uh, you know, put people around you that are going to make you better.
2: Well, yeah, I'm certainly a, a resource. A Please use me as a resource. I don't know all the answers, but I can share my life experiences and it may just help you. It may just help anybody. And you, and then in exchange, yeah. I'll get help because there's things I don't know that you know, and that's the beauty about the exchange.
1: Perfect. Yeah, like I said, it's like in being able to delegate and allow yourself to trust other people that they're going to do their complete their mission. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, Doctor Charles, we thank you for your time and your your great feedback and, and knowledge. Uh, we really enjoyed speaking to you. And uh, yeah, you're welcome
1: hope, back anytime.
0: Yeah, anytime you want to come on, man. Well, thank you. We love talking about this kind of stuff.
2: Absolutely. I never say goodbye. I just simply say see you later.
0: <laughs> awesome, man. We'll we'll definitely see you later. All
2: right. Take care, guys.
1: Appreciate you. Take care.
0: Bye. Thanks, Dr. Charles. Take care.
1: Bye bye.
0: Hey, yeah, that was great, man. That was awesome. Dr. Charles, uh are we still on? Yeah, we're still on. Dr. Oh, so. Charles is he's great. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed yeah. talking to him. I love his uh outlook, yeah. man.
1: Yeah, no, very uh positive uh and just tons of uh valuable feedback that uh, some of it could be considered uh, some common sense, but it's really, it's not that common. No,
0: no, if it was common, there wouldn't be people as successful as Dr. Charles to help others, Exactly, right? exactly. Yeah, but uh, that was cool, man. And remember, Ray and I always like to leave you with this, no matter what market or city or town you live in, make sure you get out and support your small business owners. You know, it's been, I think things are starting to improve for a lot of people, but yeah you know uh, there are a lot of people that have a long way to go and to to catch up
1: yeah don't forget that local business support for sure
0: thanks for joining us on team business we'll see you next time
1: take care guys